heard her before. But you've never heard her like this. It's Lena Wynn, unscripted and uncensored. I love that you dance to that. Anyone who doesn't dance to that music, something's wrong with them, right? I'm so dancing and I want to clap, but I don't want to blow out your mic. I love that. Speaking of uncensored, that might actually come out today because we are talking about parenting and in studio with us is none other than the fab mom herself, Jill Simonia. Hi! I am so glad you are here. We've got so much to talk about. Um, First of all, where can people find you? Okay, so my website is thefabmom.com. That's the main place. That's the hub. And then I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You're everywhere. (laughs) Okay. I just looked at your website the other day. And someone actually on Facebook talked about the decisions that moms have to make. You're going to be a stay-at-home mom. Are you going to, you know, go to work and be like superwoman? We've both done both, really, right? right? Um, So tell me a little bit about just kind of the the crux of what you said in in your article. Okay, so I call it different chapters of motherhood mm-hmm. where if you are working when you have your baby and you want to continue working you say okay I'm going to be this working mom blah 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 I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and I'm going to get the help and everything and you make it work and then you find yourself depleted exhausted mm-hmm. nervous stress a lot of friends that I have have talked about how for whatever reason they became anxious and they sort of had this anxiety thing happening sometimes because they were just frankly being pulled in so many different directions that we don't anticipate. You spread yourself too thin. And very often, and I don't know if it happened to you, but I didn't even realize that I was feeling all these things until I stopped working and spent more time at home with my kids. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, what? You know, I'd pick them up from school and it's like, hey, mom, can we go get a yogurt? Now, before it'd be, no, no, I got to get home. I got to get to work. Right. And suddenly going to get frozen yogurt with them was like, to me, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I can do this now. Yeah. Everyone else is probably thinking, uh, okay, she's crazy. Calm down, lady. Right? (laughs) But people who haven't done that don't realize just really what a blessing it is to be able to do these things with your kids. It is a blessing. How, how, How many kids do you have and how old are they? Okay, so I have two girls very close together, back to back. I talk about it in my book, (laughs) having babies back to back. Um, One is eight and very, very newly, newly, newly eight. Uh And the other is six and a half. Two daughters, super close, love them to death, my crazy little ladies. And I, um, before I became a mom, I was working in TV, um, in entertainment news, and I ended up Losing my job. I mean, you know, my contract ended losing my job. And so I was sort of, uh, I want to say, forced into the whole stay at home mother thing at first because I didn't get another job before the belly popped out. And I mean, mind you, this is eight years ago. Uh And then I sort of morphed into this work at home situation that took me out of the house sometimes, that kept me at my computer sometimes. And I found that I really, really liked it. And the last eight months, I've been in very much a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. situation with like little spurts of work. And it's very liberating. And I'm shocked that I'm enjoying it so much because that was never my personality before. But it, like you said, it's freeing. Mm -hmm. But don't you sometimes worry? I mean, you have had to worry about, okay, am I going to be able to make any money? I mean, I love my kids and part of loving your kids is supporting them. Yeah, yeah, reality. We still have to feed them, right? Yes, we have to feed them and everyone has to save money for school and right. clothes and Ugh. things. I mean, you know, 
Mm-hmm. My kids' freaking yearbooks cost $45 a piece. And I was like, what the And, and here's the thing. Happening? They'll never look at it again until they're no! adults. But the day they pass those yearbooks out and they maybe one of them doesn't get it, it's yeah. hell. I I completely get it. But it, but it is. No, it, it, it is. We, we have to find a way to make the money. And now in this digital world, I think it's given a lot of moms a lot of freedom to be able to do that. A side hustle. Yeah, side hustle, right. I love it. One of our uh, viewers called in and had this question for us. My name is Terry Preston, and I'm calling from Laguna Hills, California. And a question I really want to know is what age should I start my vaccination schedule for my child? Um, I'd like to know what the uh, best age span is and if you can pick and choose uh, what to be vaccinated with and not be vaccinated with. Ooh, is he trying? Is he trying to start a war on the I internet? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we have kids. I love this guy. Thank right? you. <laughs> when you have kids, they will tell you when you need to get your kids vaccinated. Yeah, right? your so, dog. Yeah, your pediatrician. Right. I think the more interesting part about this question is uh, his point about what can you choose to vaccinate or or, or not vaccinate. Mm-hmm. Um, and this right recently has been more of a, an issue than it has ever been like when we were kids mm-hmm. right you grinned and bared it you got vaccination and, and that went, yeah that was it that was it there was no questions you know right um i this is probably the hottest most polarizing topic and i don't say this lightly because if you are in the facebook groups of you know different parents and moms in your neighborhood and your digital community whatever this is probably the most polarizing topic that gets people in arguments mm-hmm. online um i always say obviously hi i am not a doctor so i am not a medical professional i have no medical degree and i think but just like you were saying before when you have your baby the pediatrician you choose will give you the schedule and it usually starts at the age of two months for the scheduled vaccinations that the american academy of pediatrics has recommended Mm -hmm. through you know because of research and all that stuff but now we are in this world where parents can choose and parent choice sometimes will supersede what pediatricians say. I don't agree with that at all. I'm very old fashioned. Some people call me boring. Some people call me a (laughs) stick in the mud. Some people don't. They're like, you are so not. I am very un-Los Angeles in that regard. Hold on a second. Because I think. (laughs) By the way, the reason why Jill is here and there there are other parenting experts. The reason why you're here. I am not an expert, lady. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) We've had you on KCAL, KCBS. I know you've been on other um, TV programs here in Los Angeles. What I love about you is not you're not going to say what's politically correct because you're afraid you're going to get, you know, screamed at, shot at by all these these people. (laughs) And I'm a lot like you. I mean, I'm independent, Mm -hmm. but there are some things I'm very old fashioned about. This is one of those things, because guess what? In the last four or five years, we've been reporting in the news cases of measles, which, hello, I didn't even know existed anymore. Uh, Measles, mumps, whooping cough, because there are parents who are choosing not to vaccinate their children. Now, not to diss them, okay? I kind of understand, and I'm sure you do too being forced to do something to your kids. Exactly. And that's the part where you want to be respectful Mm -hmm. of, you know, different people's values and belief systems because we do live in a very, very diverse area. Los Angeles, you know, all sorts of different religions, backgrounds, culture, everything. And you do want to have the choice. You don't want anyone telling you you have to do this if it's something that you in your gut don't feel right about. But, 
and I have done a ton of research on this with friends of mine that are doctors, you know, different colleagues in media who work with different organizations in the health field and herd immunity. The fact is, is that herd immunity, they call it herd immunity, excuse me, herd immunity. Mm -hmm. There we go. Is being compromised because there are growing numbers of children who are not being vaccinated Mm -hmm. to protect themselves against measles and all of these diseases that are, you know, can turn lethal very quickly. Well, and then here's the other thing. So you've got, you, you know, we always try to respect people's personal opinions, your own values at home, but this is one of those decisions where whatever you decide for your kids is going to affect my kids. Totally. Right? I go. The, my kids are going to go to school. Mm-hmm. They might be exposed to some kid with measles who didn't get his shots. And so it affects all of us. It does. So everyone has the right to bitch and moan about this because it affects <laughs> yes. everybody. It does affect everybody. And it's a public health issue. I mean, mm-hmm. these are diseases that have been dormant for how many decades? Right. And now, all of a sudden, you're worried about, oh my gosh, my child might be contracting measles. Right, exactly. It's in scary. Fact, I know that healthcare partners down in Orange County, they're doing this massive education campaign to get people to bring their kids in to get vaccinated. Because especially, in, you know, with social media and people posting articles and studies and right. all this stuff that may not be true, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that there is scientific proof that vaccines, vaccinations mm-hmm. actually hurt people. But you know that stuff spreads, right? Well, it spreads. And a few years ago, there were a lot of false claims, studies that have now proven to be invalid and false that put that scare of, do certain vaccinations cause autism? Right. But all of those things are now being refuted and saying, no, 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 those were not correct. Those were not correct. But it's hard to undo all of that. Absolutely. Once it's out there. Absolutely. The fake news. Yep. (laughs) I know it. Hey. I know it. We just been around for a while. (laughs) Absolutely. So moving away from kids, but now parents, a lot of people, and I worked with many of them, won't get a flu shot because they say the shot's going to get me sick. I always get the flu shot, especially when I was working, because you're always with so many people in the public, right? Right. And and you don't want to bring stuff home to your kids. I don't want to be out sick for two weeks, whatever. Last year, uh, the flu epidemic was so horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. we did stories about it all the time. People yeah. died from it. Uh, hospitals had to set up like tents to hold all these people because everyone was so sick. That was scary. Um, and so, again, it's one of those things where false information gets out there and it spreads like wildfire. And people just, uh, what, do, what do they say? Perception is true. What Perception is reality. Perception is reality. Yes. Whether or not danger, it's true. Danger, danger. Do you get a flu shot? Do you get flu shots? I did. You know what? I did not get one last year. Mm-hmm. There was a reason. There was a legitimate reason. I think it was because something was, there was something faulty with it. But again, yeah, maybe last year's, that was, yep, last year's uh, I vaccination last year. wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. helping with the, the strain of, of flu that was the out. Stra- that's what it was. The <clears throat> yeah. strain was, oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I just. Every single year at work when they'd offer for free, which is, by the way, the easiest way to get it. Because yep. if it's free, and you don't have to pay for it. Yep. You're right. But some people will just not get it because they swear it makes them sick. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think a lot of those people ended up sick last year. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned autism just a bit ago uh, because, of course, that was out. Uh, a lot of people thinking vaccines. A lot of people still thinking that vaccines uh, cause autism. We had a uh, viewer on Facebook who wrote in to ask you to talk about support for um, parents 
and she's a mom. She has a, a child with autism. She's Vietnamese. And I only say that because I know from personal experience, there's still the stigmatism about autism and special needs children. And there's not a lot of support for it in my community. I'm Armenian, Mm -hmm. and there's much of the same, very, very similar where there is a lot of stigmatism with special needs children born in the Armenian community. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing where, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. And there's still, I hate to say, I hate to use the word shame. Yes. But there is this weird sense of shame. Right. Isn't that sad? It it is sad. And I, I, I can't pretend that I understand that, but... The only thing I can say is there is support that you can find on a very private, personal level, thanks to, I mean, here we were just smack talking Facebook and, you know, information, but when it comes to Facebook, there is so much support that you can find in many of the groups on Facebook. I mean, literally, if you go to Facebook and you start searching for, um, you know, uh, autism support groups, Mm -hmm. autism, you will find them. A lot of them. Yeah. You will find them. And that's where you get the the peer-to-peer support with parents. I also know that LA Parent Magazine, uh, which is free and available at most uh, preschools and libraries around LA County. I know it's once a year. It might be twice a year. They have these special issues that come out dealing with autism support for oh. parents, special articles and guides to help with, um, you know, inclusiveness when it comes to special needs children mm-hmm. and how to, uh, you know, how to parent them in a way that is helpful. Right. And, um, you know, LA Parent Magazine has always been a great resource for me. And their website, obviously, is, you know, active and alive and well, too. Mm-hmm. But there is support. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you guys are hearing that noise, <laughs> my special needs dog, actually, have you noticed yet? He's got no. six fingers No. on his one leg, which is shorter than all other three legs he's got. And it looks like a huge thumb that sticks out. That's why we adopted him, because he's special. That's why his name Quincy after the sixth president. Anyway, so he's got a six toe. And he had he insisted on being in the room and I gave him a bone to keep him busy. And he's making all those chewing noises. Well, he's oh a doll. <laughs> he's a doll. Oh, Quincy. <laughs> There was a person on my Facebook named Casey Lindstrom who asked an awesome question because I'm telling you, everyone's dealt with this. What happens when you find out your child's best friend's mom has gossiped or is gossiping about you? What do you do? And they're best friends. Do you You scream? (laughs) Do you say something to the mom because you want to stop this this spread of uh, gossip? But then what if that... Affects the kid's friendship, and you don't want to do that. Oh, I know. What do you think? No, things get dicey when it comes to kids and schools, and you know the parents. Okay, I'm trying to put myself in this situation. What would I do? I don't know what I would do. I would, you know what? My first instinct, my first instinct would be to scream and go ballistic and say, <laughs> um, I need to talk to you about something, blah, 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 and kind of just like, you know, let the steam right. fly out of my head. But then, the more rational part of me would say, okay, chill, let's these kids go to school together. Let's not make it awkward. I would probably let it go, try to ignore it. Granted, my feelings would be super hurt, but I would try to rationalize it in a way of if she's not talking about my kid, then I'm going to try and turn the other way unless this gets to a point where it is like character assassination or slander or something like that, that is truly detrimental. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's, what it's would a you tough do? one. Well, I'll tell you what I did. 
I, oh, this happened. I ignored it. Okay. Okay. And and it, it took me some time. I ignored it because I thought of this really special friendship that she has with her best friend. I mean, they're like sisters. And um, I really treasure that. Yeah. And then I had heard that the mom had said something that was completely not true. And you want to set it straight because I'm a, you know, I have a You're reputation. You're a truth teller. Yes. And, you know, that stuff bothers me. And it really bothered me when I heard about it. And I just wanted to send a text and say, just to let you know, this is what you thought and this is the reality. Right. But, and then I gave myself a second and thought, okay, they're best friends. I don't want her to treat my daughter differently mm-hmm. when my daughter's over her at her house. Okay. I don't want her to become so mad at me that she affects the kid's friendship. Exactly. Because I'm able to set it apart. Like, I don't hold anything against the girl. And so I've put the kids uh, above it all. And it takes a strong, <laughs> solid person to do that. Because it does. It, and it also You're takes, centered. Here's the thing. It also takes a strong person to confront someone about, and just to say, hey, listen, this is what I heard. I'm here to set it straight. You know, because then some people might try to go a different avenue mm-hmm. and talk about that person behind their back. And, yeah. and that it just becomes, we're not in high school anymore. I know. Right? And it sucks energy that no one has time to waste. <laughs> right. I've got many, many more important things to do. You and I spoke about something on the air a year ago, and it was also brought up on um, Facebook when people knew that we were going to be talking. Yes. And that is, well, bullying is, I mean, it's gotten so much better in that everyone is concentrated everyone knows about it people are talking about it that's great right okay most people talk it along the lines of what if my child is being bullied what do i do Mm -hmm. what about the other side of it (sighs) what if your child's the bully what if your child's the bully and that is i think everyone's biggest fear it's a tough pill to swallow if someone's my thing is this Yes, I love my daughters with all my heart. I think they're incredible. But I'm also the first person to say outwardly, I've said I have said it to teachers in parent conferences. I've said it to other parents who my kids have gone to their house to play or whatever. I say, I need you to tell me if you ever see or hear either of my girls acting in a way that is rude, mean, disrespectful, either to you or to other kids, Mm -hmm. their peers. I said, I need to know. Mind you, thank you, Lord, I've never heard anything bad about it. So yay, but you know, I, I think... I think we all sort of need to be a little bit more grounded in reality that our kids are wonderful, but not all our kids are not all angels all the time. Right. Too. So it's it's the way and we receive that information yes. if, if we ever get in the, that information. Now, put yourself in the position of being the parent who knows another child is a bully. You know the parent. Do you tell them? Do you risk? I am in this situation are right you? now. <laughs> I'm choosing not to say anything yet because... It's not a bully situation Mm -hmm. because bullying to me and by definition, I guess, is when there is a consistent, concentrated effort to overpower and single out one student. If one kid is constantly, constantly, constantly Mm -hmm. harassing the other one in a patterned way to keep control over them, so to speak, that's a bully. The situation I'm in is not so much of a bully situation as it is a mean girl situation Uh, where I mean all this girl stuff you have a daughter and uh, I don't know how young it started but the drama is real like it really is I don't even know I mean my little one is in the first grade and it's starting and there's a group of friends and there's one friend that doesn't want 
another friend to play with With any other friends. (laughs) And so she excludes all these other friends and is sort of possessive. And it's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I don't know. Okay. I was in that position. Okay. Advice. Um, I so, need but you. But here's the thing. So, <laughs> yes. and I'm sure every, everyone's gone through it. So, my daughter, and she's got a, a group of friends, and um, I hear them when they're playing, complaining about another girl. The other girl doesn't like it when these two play. And actually, the moms have also talked to me by saying, you know, so-and-so feels a little left out. Will Kayla come over and play with them? Mm-hmm. And I try to kind of spread it out to, you know, you should be friends with everybody. Yeah, kind of include yeah, everyone. Yeah. But there comes a certain point where I'm not going to force my daughter to be friends with any child she doesn't want to be friends with. Absolutely. And then I've, and I've talked to Kayla and I've told her, you know, you should never feel pressured to be friends with anybody. So if that person's giving you trouble for not being nice enough to Mm -hmm. them, or if that person's giving you trouble for being nice to someone else, maybe you don't need them as a friend. Um, and this started in like what third, fourth grade? Maybe it's really bad now. I mean, so you're. My, oh my, no, my I'm at the like tip of the ice. But <laughs> you I, you, you're like, I, I ain't seen nothing yet. I know that. But that's. But no, what you said is exactly true. Mm-hmm. Because I tell my daughter, if someone else is being mean, you go find. Right. You, there are exactly. lots of nice people. Exactly. You go with people who make you feel good. Now I gotta ask you because do you find that a lot of times those. I'm gonna call them trouble kids just because sure. they've caused some trouble. That they're just like their parents. <laughs> I am telling you, I'm laughing because now I because because when yes. I hear, I'll and, answer your question. <laughs> yes. So I hear about this, and then and first thought in my mind is, oh, of course, her mom's that way. I've yeah. seen her mom. Our kids really are sponges. They soak in everything. They do. Now, they may not mirror what you do, but what they see, what they feel, what they experience definitely affects how how they are as a person. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So they can totally rebel and do something different. They could, you know, withdraw and be this, or they can be just like the parents. Yes, No, and that's true. And I mean, you know, hey, I'm flawed. Everyone is flawed. Everyone is flawed, but you like to think that when you are acting, you know, when you're when you're friends with someone, when you're interacting with people, let me act in a way that is decent, respectful, conscious of other people. Even if I don't, I mean, I don't get along with everybody. I'm not BFFs with everybody. There's people that you don't mesh with, but you always got to be respectful. And it's exactly that. When I see, when I, when my daughter first told me, so-and-so is making us feel like this. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh yes, because her. I've noticed that with her mom. It's the same thing. Yes, so I've noticed that, and then when I hear my, you know, when they have a group of friends together, and I hear them talking about another girl who's Mm -hmm. not there, I will call on mom. Oh yeah, you have to. Yes, and yes, I will. Like you know, guys, you wouldn't like it if you weren't here, and they were all talking about you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That's not being a good friend. Right. And I wish more parents would do that. Yes. And that's another thing. I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but this whole paying attention, we need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to tell your kid, you know what? That's I love you, but that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Let's try something else. I love you, but you can't act like that in a situation like this. A lot of friends in the past have asked me, 
oh, you know what? I noticed that so-and-so, but I don't want to, I don't want to say anything to my daughter because, and I say, no, you need to, if you don't right. tell her, who's going to tell her? Right. I don't want her to think that I love her less. Oh. No, it is the opposite. Okay. Which is age old question. Are you the parent first or the friend first? Right. You, parent First, always friend, close second. Right, right, right. Always, right. Yes, and I know many parents who like discipline completely different from me. I'm, I'm, I'm a strict mom. Not exactly the I tiger. I feel like you and I are the same. Now that I'm talking, we're talking. Not, not exactly the tiger mom, but yeah, pretty close, yes, right? Yes. I have an expectation, just like my parents had of me, and I can't expect them to behave a certain way unless I point it out when they're wrong. Yep. And pointed out when they're right. Mm-hmm. That is also so important. Which, by the way, my par- I, growing up with a strict Asian parents, they shamed you to doing better. You know, never right. complimented me, and that was kind of the the strict Vietnamese Asian way, right? Which I don't agree with. But I'm taking kind of the good of everything that that I've seen. You're taking the bits and pieces. Right? I'm beginning to think. I'm beginning to think Armenians and Vietnamese, Vietnamese are, are like. <laughs> yes, we can, and it's we the same thing with like um, like really uh, close Italian families. Yes, same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's you have to take responsibility, and I don't like. I mean, I will get mad and I will scream, and I've spanked my kids, and I know that there are a lot of people who don't believe in spanking. Hello, I grew up. Being spanked and not just spanked, like whooped. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everyone should do that. I'm saying how I grew up, and it did me some good. Yes, and that is exactly the same. I'm like, I mean, you cannot see if you're watching a video. I don't know. My arms are waving. I'm like this, you know, yes. like saying, pointing at her, saying yes, yes, because I absolutely agree, and it's the same thing. Draw the line. Mm-hmm where it needs to be drawn on a reasonable level. We're not talking about abuse in any way, but guidelines and expectations that don't waver from the end result that you want to create, which is a respectful, decent person, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're adults. Right. Even when they're teens. So don't be afraid to... Uh, th- well, no, here's the thing is I think some parents uh, equate it to being mean. It's not being mean. It's discipline. It's being a parent. Mm-hmm. And so many parents want to be friends with their kids. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, they're screwing up. It, yeah. Right? And here's the thing. If you're not going to give your kids guidance... Someone else will, and it might not be the guidance that they need or or you want for them. And most likely, it's not going to be the guidance. Right. I've thrown away, Lena, I have flat out thrown away. <laughs> Do we have a time for a one minute story <laughs> or you want to move on? We were at McDonald's. Uh-huh. This is a couple of years ago. My daughter was still, my oldest daughter was still young, but old enough to know right and wrong better. She was in school, everything. She was in kindergarten. We got a happy meal. She was going ballistic, being very cranky. It was just a bad day. It was Mm -hmm. a typical day, everything. I warned her probably way too many times, seven, eight, nine times. If you keep talking like that, if you keep acting like that, I will throw the Happy Meal toy away. I will throw the Happy Meal toy away. I gave her extra warnings because I thought she's on the young side. Right. Guess what happened? I threw that Happy Meal toy in the trash. (laughs) And she looked at me and it was like, light bulb, this mom means business. Right. And then I had one of the McDonald's employees running after me. Oh, here's another toy. I go, no, 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 no. I go, thank you, ma'am. I said, we needed to learn this lesson today. Mm-hmm. And this lady looked at me like I was the devil. Well, nothing, but, nothing worse than than empty promises and empty threats from, from parents. Right. So if you're going to say, listen, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. So what are you teaching them if then if you don't end up doing it? 
And I've seen plenty of kids who do not take their parents seriously mm-hmm. in stores Me too. all the time. I, know. I so often have to stop myself from saying so. Yes. It's like, okay, are you going to talk to your daughter or are you going to let them behave that way? I know. And it just takes all of me not not to say something. I know. And I I know it's corny, but parenting is the most important job you have. It's it is not corny, it's true. And it's our future. Mm-hmm. Who do we blame? We're going to blame teachers. By the way, I love teachers. I think they're underpaid, overworked, overworked. overstressed. Yep. And we love to blame teachers. For when kids don't do well in school. It's not the teachers. It's at home. I know. I have a piece on my website actually called Teachers Are Not Our Co-Parents. Right. They shouldn't be. I know. So we're dealing with our future. We're dealing with people who just love to blame teachers for everything. They're not getting the raises they deserve. Right. And it's, it's that may be the second most important job to it parenting. Is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, uh, do you know what swag stands for? Swag, stuff we all get. <laughs> now it's time for quag. Quag. What is this you've made up? It's questions we all get. Oh, nice. Okay, okay so yes, These yes. are the questions <laughs> that I, I'm going to ask all of my guests. Uh, the first one is uh, your first paying job. Okay. Summer in high school, I was a caterer's assistant. Doing what? <laughs> going and buying watermelon at the store, bringing oh, really? it back, chopping it up. I nice. made black bottom cupcakes. Nice. Um, and the funny part is I remember that job very fondly because... How it, much did you make, by the way? Do you remember? Oh, man. I think it must have been like... I think it was maybe $8 an hour. Uh-huh. I think. Actually, that was pretty good. No, that was pretty good. Like a high school job. Sure. I mean, it was a summer job. Mm-hmm. That was my very, very first job. Uh, second question. Best mistake you oh. ever made? She hates saying she's like, mistake. She's, well, well, mishap. Unexpected. Can we call it an unexpected sure. okay. situation? Well, it, is, it is best mistake. So maybe something you did. Yes. Okay. So it, this is, a, I wish it was more exciting. Now we've built it up and it's going to be a flop. <laughs> um, finding out I was expecting my first daughter. <laughs> we had just, she is not, she is like God given the best thing that ever happened at the time it happened. But my husband and I were just married. We got married middle of August. And then I actually was gone right after our wedding for like a couple months traveling and doing a show for Travel Channel called America's Worst Driver. If anyone watched it. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, because it, was, because it was 10 episodes and oh. done. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But then I get back and I'm thinking, okay, we're newlyweds. This is going to be fun. Woohoo. You know, and then one month later, the pregnancy test comes oh. up positive and I'm like, Wait, not yet. We, you know, I had this year of newlywed bliss with travel and vision. So it was a mishap, but it was the best mishap ever. So it was unplanned, but yes, it it worked out well for you. Um, So if you weren't doing what you're doing now and you could do anything else with guaranteed success. okay, so no risk. What would you be doing? I'm laughing because people are going to say, what the hell? I would be performing on Broadway. <laughs> that was my first love. Really? That was my first love. So like what? Like singing and musicals. Uh, I was a singer. Uh-huh. I would say, like, I was pretty legit. I didn't I could, know you were a no, no, singer. No, no, I was like legit. Girl, I was we a go soprano. Do together. I was a soprano. Oh. I could not. I was like a lyric, like classicals trained singer. Wow. I did all the musicals through college. I went to UCLA. I did all the musicals, everything. And I wanted to 
keep doing it until I got my equity card and got to New York and Broadway and this and that. But then like a year or two after college, I was like, oh my gosh, no, I need to work and like work, like (laughs) make money. Like, you know, Uh you know, so I sort of just let it fade off into the distance, Mm -hmm. but I still miss it so much. Oh, I bet. Uh, Favorite dive to eat at locally? Oh, okay. So this is a funny one. What's it called? Oh my gosh. You are in a ship. It's called, wait, I need to look this well, up you mean you're to like, make sure. Like the table? Captain, Ch- no, the restaurant is a is ship. It, is it, oh. It is a ship. And I have to credit Courtney Friel, who's the one of the anchors at KTLA, this last year says, okay, you guys, we're going to go celebrate my birthday. I love this place, Captain Jack's. Uh-huh. And we're like, what the hell? What? Where is this? It's a, oh darn it, this isn't it. And what kind of food? Well, Seafood? There's, yeah, seafood, yeah. Uh, sushi. It was fun. Nice. And uh, maybe this isn't even in the name of it. Last question is you get to turn the tables and uh, you get to ask me anything you want. And if I answer, I'll answer and it'll be the truth. I didn't tell you this beforehand. What? No, nothing. I am just really, I got to tell you, I am fascinated and beyond I guess I hate saying the word impressed, but I was when I saw that you were leaving your full time job, (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just I'm just curious to have a conversation of how you are feeling now, because and I only say this because a lot of times with us as, you know, women, mothers, whatever, we tend to attach a lot of our identity with what we do. Right. And we identify with this is what I do. So mm-hmm. do you, how are you feeling? And and it's not, it wasn't just a job. I mean, it's all I've ever, yeah. ever done. It's all I ever wanted as a little girl. And uh, I mean, I've worked nights and weekends my entire career. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the last time I actually put my kids down to bed. And that, again, I'm sure people are out there rolling their eyes. Oh, whatever. It sounds so corny. I needed that. And now yeah. that they're in middle school... I think this is a really important time to be around for them. It is. So, you know, I'm checking, I'm making sure that they're doing their homework and, and that I'm there for, I haven't had the talk yet, but like my daughter's beginning to get boobies. That stuff. Yeah. See, there's all that. <laughs> so I've got to talk to her about that. And my son is now 12 and, you know, we got to have the important conversations now and I just want to be there. So it was a hard decision to make. I guess my question was, do you still feel like yourself oh my. or do you feel like a different person? I are, do are feel like, no, no, I you? feel like a different person. Being Lena Wynn on KCAL was like all I ever did and that was me. And it wasn't just work. It was my image. It was me. I Your couldn't life. be different. So at home, I was like always watching the news to make sure I didn't uh, you know, miss anything. When I'm out with my family and I see smoke, I'm like, I got to call the desk. I got to report that. Mm-hmm. And I was always in that news mode. I have not turned on the news. I swear to you, <laughs> have not turned on news since I signed off on my last day. I believe you. I am one hundred percent scared always of life changes. And I get such deep satisfaction when I talk to other women who have done these life changes Mm -hmm. and to hear that, like you said, that was the best thing I ever did. Yep. So thank you. Jill Simonian, (laughs) the fab mom finder at thefabmom.com, right? Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. And we'll see you next time on Lena Wynn Unscripted. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.